From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB and every April 18, radio amateurs worldwide take to the airwaves in celebration of World Amateur Radio Day. More on that in a moment, but first, let's start today's cast by going back to August, August 2014. Part of the federal government's ANZAC Community Grant Program included VI3 ANZAC in August 2014, commemorating the first shot of the Great War fired by Australia. From Fort Queenscliff, an order was given to fire across the bow of a fleeing German merchant ship to prevent it from leaving Port Phillip Bay. The first shot campaign commemorated Australia's first action in the war and taking part, the Geelong Amateur Radio Club. Now move forward to July 2016, VK100 Anzac to be on air again. The Wireless Institute of Australia has proudly assigned VK100 Anzac to the Geelong Amateur Radio Club on July 1921. This the 100th anniversary of the Battle of Fromelles. Australia sustained 5,500 casualties in that one battle, the worst 24 hours in our military history. Geelong Amateur Radio Club spokesman Barry Abley, VK3SY, says the event is in recognition of a tragic period which caused loss and grief to countless people and nations. Supported by your WIA, invitations are extended to other international amateur radio union member societies to consider how to join the event. At Geelong, the venue will be historical Osborne House, Australia's first naval college, and was used as a World War I military hospital. Some details of the commemoration of the Battle of Fromelles on the Western Front are still being finalised, but will be announced as this anniversary approaches. Every April 18, radio amateurs worldwide take to the airwaves in celebration of World Amateur Radio Day. It was on that day in 1925 that the International Amateur Radio Union was formed in Paris. This year, the Albury-Wodonga Amateur Radio Club will be holding a four-day exhibition and special event station to celebrate World Amateur Radio Day 2016. The exhibition will be held at the Albury City Library Museum on the corner of Kiwa and Swift Streets, Albury from Friday the 15th to Monday the 18th of April between 10am and 4pm. The exhibition will have a variety of items related to amateur radio operations and includes some older equipment and QSL cards. The special event station, VK2EWC, will be workable on 40 metres on 7.120 MHz, on 15 metres, 21.210 MHz, 20 metres, 14.210 MHz, and on the VK2RAY repeater on 147.225 MHz. A commemorative QSL card and eQSL will be available for all contacts. For more information on the special event station and exhibition, check out the AWARC website at www.awarc.org. I'm Frank, VK2BFC. In WIA Board Talk, the WIA AGM program on Norfolk Island and an important message for all WIA assessors and candidates. 
The processes after a candidate is found competent and completely qualifies for an amateur radio station licence is not always fully explained at the assessment session. Candidates go through a number of steps including preparation, training and assessment before requesting a call sign. But the time between the assessment and getting on air is not fully appreciated. Candidates are prematurely contacting the WIA exam service to ask when their licence will be issued, further delaying the process for everybody. The assessor sends all material to the WIA exam service for checking and processing. Now this takes less than 15 days. The WIA then issues a certificate of proficiency, verifies the call sign recommendation and sends relevant candidate information to the ACMA. It is the ACMA that generates an invoice to the candidate for the licence fee. This must be paid before the licence can be recorded on the public database and confirmation sent to the candidate. Both assessors and candidates need to know that the total time between an assessment and the ACMA licence is usually four weeks. Those booked to be part of WIA's program on Norfolk Island this year were sent a website link for registration details and payment for the various events. Most group operators working through Norfolk Tourist Centre require final numbers about 60 days prior to arrival. This was to enable all arrangements to be made, including having adequate catering supplies on hand. Remember, it is an island. WIA.org.au has additional information for some activities over the two weeks from May 24 to June 2, including the speakers for the Saturday afternoon and the AGM dinner. WIA annual conference dinner keynote speaker is the Honourable Gary Hargrave, Administrator of Norfolk Island, and guest speaker Doug McVeigh, VK0DMV, who twice used VI0 Anzac during the Anzac 100 program. The local newspaper, the Norfolk Islander, will be sent media releases explaining the WIA AGM program and associated events. We don't want the locals getting upset with heaps of guys and gals running around their island with little radios. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Hams across Australia, it's the club news section and something borrowed, something new. This in from Bob Bristow, VK6POP, and his team at News West in VK6. Club focus. Clubs are the backbone of organised amateur radio in any given location. Although it's entirely possible to live a full and busy amateur radio life outside of a club, there are many reasons why joining and participating in a club is a good thing. There is evidence that a person who has social capital will fare better in terms of their enjoyment of life and especially in their mental health. What is social capital? It's pretty easy. You've probably worked it out already. It's the things you do together with other people, the clubs and groups that you participate in, the friends and family that you engage with regularly. So even before we look at the benefits to amateur radio, especially your amateur radio career, having social capital puts you in a good position to enjoy a socially healthy life. Now let's look at clubs. By participating in a club, you get to share your own experiences and knowledge and at the same time benefit from others sharing the same things. You've probably heard the saying, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. This little piece of wisdom from Aristotle is as true today as it was back then. A group of people working together in a club setting can bring about some great results that individuals would find it hard to achieve. In these days of increasing restrictions on what we as amateurs can do in our own backyards, 
we can look to clubs to provide a shack and have a decent crop of antennas. Where your amateur radio activities may be restricted at home, in the club setting, you're back in the good old days. There are lots of perfectly acceptable self-centred reasons for being a member of an amateur radio club and a load of other reasons to be part of a sharing community. So if you've previously not considered joining a club or you've fallen away from club membership and wondering why your amateur radio life has dulled down, stop a while and consider or reconsider your local clubs. The Wireless Institute of Australia gives support to amateur radio clubs by advertising them on its website, providing a national news broadcast, making affordable club insurance available and giving space in the amateur radio magazine for club reports and activities. I'm Bob, VK6POP. You're listening to VK1WIA and on the club scene in VK2, WIA presentation well received. The St George Amateur Radio Society in Sydney last Wednesday had a presentation on the past, present and future of amateur radio from the Wireless Institute of Australia. Regular members of the club were joined by about four others who came along to specifically hear the presentation given by WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. All listened intently during the presentation and had a long question and answer session following it. They asked many questions across the issues raised and what the future might hold. In his forthright style, Roger VK2ZRH pulled no punches, with the audience expressing its appreciation for the frank exchange of information and the work of the WIA. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. What use is an F-call? As you've heard me talk about making contact with other countries on many occasions, I thought I'd spend a little time describing what I do when I've actually made the contact. At the moment, I'm logging my contacts on CQR Log. It's a Linux-based program that manages each contact, tracks to show that I've uploaded it to Logbook of the World, EQSL and Clublog. I chose those three services based on their functionality and their availability. I won't go into each of them, but combined they allow me to confirm the contacts I've made. Once I've done that, I also log into the WIA Members section of the Award System, where I upload my contacts. The award system confirms my contacts with those same three services, Logbook of the World, EQSL and Clublog, to confirm that I have in fact made the contact. There is a ranking system and if you're into league tables, there's ample opportunity to rank yourself against others. There's even a special section for Foundation licensees, so you can compare your contacts prowess against that of others. For me, it's a place to log what I've done and to keep track of where I'm at. While it's a thrill to be ranked against others, for me it's about my personal achievement. I get the thrill when I make the contact, and another one when I see it confirmed. A special mention should go to Mark, VKA3 Oscar Hotel Mike, who spent many emails making sure that the upload actually worked as expected. He helped me figure out that my previous logging software had the grid locator in the wrong field, and helped me work out that I needed a later version of CQR log to upload to the WIA award system because there was a bug in the one I was using. So, however you keep track of your own progress towards World DX coverage, be it on a piece of paper, in a binder, 
in a notebook or online, I recommend you check out the WIA award system. So where was I? 39 countries towards my QRP DXCC, 5 watts SSB, more to go. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Locally produced, nationally voiced, globally heard. We are VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. The surprise visit to North Korea by DOM-3 Zulu-9 Delta X-Ray last December where he gave a demonstration of amateur radio to local officials, has been given approval for DXCC credit. The call sign used was Papa 5 stroke 3 Zulu 9 Delta X-Ray. He made in the region of 785 QSOs, and it's hoped that further visits may be possible in the future. 300 metre masts for Kent. Kent may get two magnificent 300 plus metre masts, which will carry microwave radio to link Europe to London, to help speed up financial transactions. The Guardian newspaper reports two competing companies, New Line Networks and Vigilant Global, high-frequency trading firms that depend on high-speed communications, want to build masts within a few miles of each other in Kent. The use of microwave radio links rather than cable is expected to knock many milliseconds off the time it takes to get to the City of London, which could provide considerable financial benefits. Vigilant and NLN say the masts will also improve local internet and mobile phone reception. But what goes up must come down, and with a bang. A series of implosions is all it took to bring down 48 radio towers that have been a part of US history for over 50 years. It happened Monday morning at the old Voice of America Site A in Beaufort County, not used since 2006. The VOA site was sold to Beaufort County as surplus U.S. property. The Environmental Holdings Group of Morrisville teamed up with Controlled Demolition Incorporated to implode and haul off the 48 towers, which took less than a minute for it all to come crumbling down. Voice of America still broadcasts from Site B to Latin America, Cuba, the Caribbean and Africa. Youngsters on the Air 2017 Lisa Linders, Papa Alpha 2 Lima Sierra, Youth Working Group Chair for IAU Region 1, has confirmed that Youngsters on the Air 2017 summer camp will be held in the UK and organised by the RSGB. The Society looks forward to welcoming teams of young amateurs from some 15 countries to Region 1 to the UK in August 2017. The RSGB Youth Committee and RSGB HQ will be working hard over the coming months to deliver a great Yota event. More YouthNet news during our special interest group section. OGB2WS, GB2WS, wherefore art thou, GB2WS? Shakespeare 400 special event station from Stratford-upon-Avon. On the 23rd of April 2016, Stratford-upon-Avon and District Radio Society will be running Golf Bravo 2 Whiskey Sierra. This is part of the commemoration of the 400th anniversary of the death of the world-famous playwright and poet. Operation will be on the main HF bands from a town centre location overlooking the route of the events parade. To the moon and back, to celebrate the 84th IRTS AGM, the IRTS logo has been bounced off our nearest neighbour in space through the good offices of Andreas Delta Juliet 5 Alfa Romeo. The logo was transmitted by Hotel Bravo 9 Quebec as SSTV using 1,000 watts into a 10-metre solid dish. The receiving station was Papa India 9 Charlie Alpha Mike 
with the 25-metre radio telescope. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ 2016. Air alternative AX prefix available on Anzac Day. For Anzac Day Monday, April 25, all VK radio amateurs may use the alternative AX callsign prefix. The WIA recommends that those using the AX prefix issue a special QSL card, particularly for prefix and card chases. This weekend, Saturday the 9th UTC date, the International Sprint CW contest runs from 17 hours to 21 hours UTC using 3.5 to 14 MHz bands. The exchange is both call sign, serial number and name. Harry Angel, 80 metre sprint, WIA, Saturday 7th of May. 10-10 International Summer Contest, August 6 and 7. Remembrance RD Contest, August 13 and 14. 36 Alara Contests on the last four weekend in August, August 27-28. Ted Powell Memorial Dex Challenge. The first three-month period of the Ted Powell Memorial Dex Challenge for 2016 is now closed, and entries are open until the 14th of April. The objective of the challenge is to work the most wanted DXCC entities based on their ranking and club logs most wanted list, which is published on the contest website. All Australian amateurs are eligible to enter, and entering is easy. You don't need to be a serious DXer. If you worked any DX during January to March, head over to vk2au.org and submit an entry. The website is tidy and easy to understand. Scroll down to the Entry Submission section where you will find a number of simple ways to submit your entry. This is a fun and relaxed challenge where you work DX in your own time over a three-month period. Unlike serious DX contests where you have to sit at your radio for hours giving out serial numbers. It's too easy and submitting an entry only takes a few minutes. This is a relatively new contest run by the Fisher's Ghost Amateur Radio Club and they'd love to get an entry from you. The website again, vk2au.org. Logs are being submitted for the JMMFD, but at a much reduced number than the same time for the last few years. Around 30 logs fewer at this point in the contest than in 2015. Of course, the activity during the contest could have been lower this year, but that does not seem to be the only reason. There is also a possibility that some logs might have been lost around Easter as the WIA mail forwarding system delivered none for five days, then delivered a block of 15 in one 10-minute period and none since. The direct email address to vk4ae at hotmail.com, as suggested on the WIA John Moyle website, has continued to receive logs, though, at a slow rate so there is nothing actually wrong with its ISP, as suggested as being the reason for the non-delivery. It is strongly recommended that if you sent your log to jmfd2016 at wia.org.au, you should confirm that it has been received and processed by checking that the log appears on the received list on the John Moyle webpage. If your call sign is not on that list, then your log has not been received. All logs as they are receded are quickly added to this site. Now it is timely to remind everyone that time is actually running away. There is only two weeks left to submit your log. Entries close at midnight, 19th of April, 2016. 
and in the following few days all of the logs will be processed and results made available as soon as possible after that date. This is Dennis Johnston, Contest Manager for the John Moyle Memorial Field Day. Thanks for listening. So check if your log is on the list, then resend it, and if you haven't yet submitted your log, then it might be a very good idea to submit it in good time, and then to check to make sure it has been received. Special event stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. IRTS say 8R1A will be on the air from Guyana from the 11th to the 24th of April. 80 metres to 10 metres mainly on CW. QSL to the home call which is W1CDC. Cambodia. Koh Rong San Lon Island in Cambodia from the 12th to the 18th will be XU7AKC and the IOT reference is AS133. Operator is SP5APW. The Amateur Radio Experimentist Group in VK5 is pleased to announce that it has finalised new arrangements for the WIA VK5 Inwards QSL Bureau. The addresses you need are your stock standard ones as shown on wia.org.au and in the text edition of this news. With the details, Ben, VK5BB for the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Chris, VK5CP, has volunteered within the AREG to lead the coordination of this service. The club will be following the existing WIA QSL policy and will continue to encourage all amateurs that use the QSL Bureau to join the WIA. AREG is very pleased to be able to offer this service to the South Australian amateur radio community and wishes to thank Stefan, VK5RZ, for his previous work in managing the VK5 QSL Bureau. All outgoing WIA member QSL cards from VK5 operators are still to be sent to the National Outgoing QSL address. AREG will not be handling outbound cards. Incoming cards for VK5 WIA members are to be sent to the National Incoming QSL address, not the AREG post office box as previously advised. Delivery of cards to WIA members will still occur once a year by post, or more frequently if a member advises that they wish to collect their cards via their affiliated local radio club. Cards may be also, by arrangement, be made available for collection at the monthly AREG club meetings and at the major Adelaide-based amateur radio events. If there are any questions about the VK5 QSL Bureau, please email vk5bureau at wia.org.au with your inquiries. Further details may be found on the AREG webpages at www.areg.org.au and on the WIA webpages and in the text edition of this WIA National News at www.wia.org.au. I'm Ben, VK5BB, for the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. The Q News Workbench, the nuts and bolts report where we measure twice, cut once. New radio antenna avoids unwanted signals. Physics World report that a new, simpler, cheaper and potentially more effective way to prevent radio antennas from picking up unwanted signals has been created by researchers in the US of A. 
The laws of electromagnetism work exactly the same way if you run time in the opposite direction. One logical consequence of this is that an antenna designed to broadcast at a certain radio frequency will also be very good at absorbing radiation at that frequency. This is problematic for broadcast radio antennas which will absorb radiation that has bounced back from surrounding objects, something that can have a negative impact on their operation. While there are ways of minimising the effect of these echoes, they can be expensive and reduce the performance of the antenna. Now, at the University of Texas in Austin, they've developed a new way of dealing with echoes. Their design is based on a traditional leaky wave antenna in which electromagnetic waves of certain frequencies couple to the space surrounding the antenna and leak out as they travel along it. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, and a new ESA Tim Peak video. A new video has been released by the European Space Agency showing a summary of astronaut Tim Peake's principal mission so far, and it can be viewed on YouTube. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Defence, GX3 EFX at the 1940s Family Experience Weekend. This weekend, Saturday the 9th and Sunday the 10th of April, the Radio Society of Harrow will be running GX3 EFX mainly on 40, 80 will be used and 20, 15, 10 in work bands propagation dependent. They'll be displaying military and domestic radio equipment from the 1940s at the 1940s Family Experience Weekend. The current Bushy Hall, dating from 1865, was requisitioned in 1942 for RAF Fighter Command and shortly afterwards it became HQ of the Air Force Fighter Command under the control of US Air Force Station 341. Nowadays, this educational and tourist attraction houses the 1940s house, including the history of Bushy Hall, a military collection, a dig for Victoria Garden, an equity schoolroom in the village hall of Nafi Cafe. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. UK's Berry Times reports that Derby High School Wireless Station GB1DHS will be one of two schools in the northwest to hold an amateur radio contact with UK astronaut Tim Peake GB1SS. The call from Derby High School to the International Space Station will take place on the week commencing April the 25th, but because the link is dependent on the exact orbit of the ISS and the crew schedules, the exact dates and times for possible calls will not be known until around 10 days before the link-up is scheduled. The Derby High School was selected to host a call after applying to take part in the amateur radio competition, a collaboration between the UK Space Agency, the Radio Society of Great Britain and the European Space Agency. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Internet, the HAMS domain, the first web SDR in the Indian subcontinent, has been established by the South Indian Amateur Radio Society at Chennai. This 40-metre band web SDR server can be accessed at websdr.in. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers, a UK first or maybe even a world first, on Thursday the 24th of March, Laurie G2BUP and Fred G6YUY joined the Radio Amateur Old Timers Association 40 metre net and they both reached the age of 100 years just recently. 
Now, can anyone lay earlier claim to a net having two centenarians present? Could it even be a world first? Maybe. Worldwide special interest groups, Radio Amity Young Timers. Forty learners from schools around Pretoria, South Africa, have attended a workshop about amateur radio and satellites. The workshop was part of the Innovation Hub holiday program, during which grade 10 and 11 learners are exposed to various work and science situations. During practical demonstrations, the young timers were shown how a transponder works, how satellites orbit around the world, and how antennas are used to track satellites, including the use of smartphone applications. And in other news, the ARRL establishes a YouthNets webpage. The new YouthNets page on the ARRL website is designed to serve as a clearinghouse for information about amateur radio nets aimed at youth participation. During those dry spells between bigger operating events such as school club roundups, kids day and field day, regular participation in the net helps to develop operating skills and confidence and it builds connections within community of young hams. A few nets are already listed but the ARRL invites any nets aimed at young radio amateurs to post and share their information on the ARRL Youth Nets webpage. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert VK3DN reporting from Melbourne. On the downhill run, the social scene 2016, April 17 in VK6, Hargfest. That's at 96 Gladys Road, Lesmerdy, and it's open to the public from 10am. April 30 in VK6, Perth Tech. April 29 to May 2 in VK4, Clareview Gathering. Check the Mackay Amateur Radio Society's website. May 7 in VK3, Moorabbin and District Radio Club's Hamfest at Mulgrave. And May 27 to 29 in VK9, WIA AGM this year on Norfolk Island. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.